All right. That's that is funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Some of this stuff because I, I do think about how to pronounce some things, and then um, I, yeah, you. <laughs> that's too funny. I was just saying bison. Yeah. Bison. I, mean, I know there's I know there's usually one s I think in bison, right? Bison, uh, bison, bison. I think bison is probably probably the way, huh? I, I bison. Well, you're right though with the two s's. Yeah. Uh, bison. I'm sure. I'm sure most. Yeah, it is sort of a French name, though, right? Bisson. Yeah. Bisson. I I tried to find a video that would, you know, introduce him or or whatever, but I, you know, I I just, it was getting too deep for just a name. So what are we going to say? How are we going to say it? What's that? Oh, you're looking looking it up? Bison. No, it's got to be bison. Terry Bison. Yeah. Bison. 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 Okay. I mean, it shouldn't be a long I. There's two S's, right? But um, I, I guess in my head, it's been Terry Bison this whole time, ever since I read uh, They're Made of Meat. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. It was... Uh, it's strange. Yeah, we could almost now, do like a little mini pod on that one. Did he write the um, uh, the novel version of the Fifth Element before or after he wrote this book? Do we know? What do we know? Because because I see similarities. Hmm. Yeah, this was, uh, yeah, I don't know. When did The Fifth Element come out? It's around that time. I mean, he did a novelization of it. So I don't yeah. think, I think that was his idea. Was this 90, this is 93 or 90? Um, 90, 1990. Fifth Element's after that, I think, right? So they looked at his uh, voyage to the Red Planet and said, hey, you can do this. You can do the fifth element. Yeah, fifth element, I, 1997. Well, that's the movie. Yeah, the novelization had to come out after the movie. I love that movie. Love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, I can see those similarities. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, we're probably skipping ahead here, but... Um, Reminded me of like Stargate in some way as well, a little bit. I guess maybe just the, the pyramid thing. Hmm. But uh, yeah, we're 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 starting with the end here. Spoiler. <laughs> well, we don't. You know, there there can be some heavy editing here. This is where I usually look for the you know the beginning before the you know this is life death sci fi stuff. Our yeah yeah some kind of banter before chat. So. So the Voyage to the Red Planet were by Terry uh, Beeson. Beeson, are we saying Beeson? Beeson. 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 
Bison, bison. Um, it's 32 years ago. Yeah. That's, that's quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, holds up, right? I mean, it's kind of the, it'd be similar. Uh, this is the, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to use up some of the stuff I want to do during the middle of the, you know, the, the show, but this, this was the first novel, the first book in our, our Mars series that finally makes sense to me. The, the books before this uh, had a, a I, how, how do I say, had a, a sense that they didn't know what, was, what, what space was about. Hmm. Um, they, they made a lot of guesses. Yeah, they, more soft, sci-fi, kind of fantasy-ish. Exactly. And they had their own agenda to lay on top of that. And this is the first one that put the space into it. I, I could I could live in those spaceships. I could blast off in the in the shuttles. I you know I I I could see landing on Mars. It was it was something that I you know was familiar. The 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 books before this, the stories before this, um, were okay. Were good stories. Some of them good stories. Uh, like Ray Bradbury's um, Martian Chronicles, I love, but not. It's not the same space here as as uh, Voyage to the Red Planet. So I'm, I I was breathing a sigh of relief when I when I got into this, and I really enjoyed the humor. I you know and and uh, the the. the way the um, world was built for this story. I, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I, I felt the same way. <clears throat> um, yeah. It was just kind of a fun read. Um, it, it, it was, I guess, light in a, in a way that was um, somewhat of a reprieve, I guess, from yeah some of the, the, like you were saying, some of these other books that the, I guess the, Mar, the the idea of Mars seemed to be just a, you know, a cover for some ulterior ulterior um, motive or ulterior motive or agenda, right? This one felt like it was without, even though it's poking fun at some things, and, you know, poking fun at capitalism. I mean, it didn't. It's not heavy, right? It's just um, you know, it didn't didn't feel like it had some major agenda. It was just a. Uh, just a fun trip through space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, I thought, I thought a lot of the stuff, hmm, I'm going to say some of the stuff in it was prescient. Okay. And, and actually happening now. So 32 years ago, it was just a thought. And now some of those things are actually happening. 
Right. Like there's going to be a, uh, um, you know, some sort of, uh, um, you know, Nabisco SpaceX adventure. <laughs> Is it happening Is, yeah. that we don't know, you know, yeah. with those billionaires, they know stuff that we don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess for me, it just feels, oh, now, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess I, I, oh, forget it. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was going <laughs> to, never mind. <laughs> Won't go there. Um, well, where, where, um, where should we start here? Um, it's always nice to start with uh life death sci-fi yeah all right well um this is life death sci-fi chris i'm joined by a man who always thinks it will fly rocket man eric bushland how you doing oh great um I, I do think it will always fly is if we can get in it and make it happen, let's do it. Uh, this, this story voyage to the red planet by Terry Beeson, uh, written in 1990, 32 years ago is for me, fun, fun, loving, uh, and in some ways a prescient, a novel about space travel and heroism and just plain goofy fun. Yeah, nice change of pace, as we said. Yeah, from some of these other heavier uh, heavier reads so far. Um, feels like a space adventure. Feels like closer is it is it hard it was a hard sci-fi is it is it realistic enough not quite right but uh maybe for the time being yeah i can i can i can see in this in this novel i can see us getting to mars and is it is it hard science fiction i i think in the the mechanics of it i see pretty good possibilities. Um, I'm pretty sure that, that the, uh, space engineers have thought of, uh, some kind of a nuke drive. Um, I, I, I've seen the, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos about space travel and, and building spaceships. Not a lot of them talk about nuke drives, but some of them do that, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about uh, actually now they're talking about warp drives, uh, bending bending uh, space time, the gravity thing, and and uh, using that. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and this this one comes close to that. So hard science. I don't know what is hard science fiction. We really haven't talked about this. 
Yeah, I guess I guess in my mind it's it's I think this is a I mean, I got a layman's definition. <laughs> it's just I think things are meant to be um realistic, mm-hmm. right? As far at least as far as we know, like it holds up things hold up scientifically, mathematically as best we understand them to date. Um so we're not bringing in some sort of fantastical um means right of of you know some fantastical technology or something yeah yeah um where it's soft is more uh, you know just not really worrying about those things <laughs> so much yeah and i think uh i think you're right because the last few novels haven't worried too much about uh getting there i mean they've talked a lot of them have talked about the travel part of it, but the the way the mechanics work are are cloaked in mystery. You know, we we're going to get there. Let's right. let's talk about Mars when we get there, and then then we'll uh, move move on for, from there because this book's about Mars. But well, this I mean, one, I guess. Well, is it though? I mean, I I would say I mean the title's the voyage to the red planet, and I think we we do spend. Uh, at least two thirds. Oh, and there will be spoilers on life, death, sci-fi. Uh, to at least two thirds of it, right? If not three quarters of it, just getting there. Oh yeah, I I I totally agree with you. Yes, this this uh, this was space travel. Yeah, absolutely right. So we're kind of working in that subgenre. Um, it's part of the adventure. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I mean, I, I think, and what makes that fun of course is, uh, is some of the humor and fun of, of the means of getting there, not just the, the ship itself. Um, well, that's kind of a fun idea. Um, but also the, uh, kind of, I guess, funding that's needed, right. To support that trip. So this is, yeah, I don't know, maybe, maybe the back of this, um, uh, I'll just read the back of this hard copy I picked up. Um, it says times are hard in the 21st century. The Grand Depression has finally ended. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we're about to hit a Grand Depression. Uh, I, that's in, in, uh, that's in my notes. The, 2022. <laughs> uh, but that's ended. We got through it. NASA, Yellowstone Park, even the U.S. Navy have been sold off to private corporations in order to finance the government's astronomical deficit. Oh, dear. And space ta- travel is a forgotten dream until a renegade independent movie producer named Markson gets the abandoned spaceship Mary Poppins. We have to talk about that, I guess, a bit. The name uh, Mary Poppins out of mothballs recruits an out of work astronaut and his beautiful Russian counterpart contracts contracts excuse me contracts a brilliant uh, this is reading from the back of the book here contracts a brilliant midget cinematographer hires a pure blood pair of certified silver screen superstars and sends them off to make Hollywood history dot 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 on and, Mars. And- and what I like about that is the what you just said about the corporations that are are buying up the 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 national 
the the national what would you say what the national services i guess like the uh the park system is is uh purchased by disney gerber nasa nasa uh is is combined with the national parks uh then eventually uh purchased by disney gerber and when that happens the tension begins in this story because um, the producer, who is named Markson, who's kind of a, he, I, I would guess a, the typical super producer who has these ideas but isn't quite sure how it's going to go, and and he gets this all started, and then things happen along the way, and Disney Gerber isn't going to let this you know let this go, and so they have to rush to get in the ships get the ships ready to go and then on their way to Mars. And I, and, and as a reader, I really enjoyed that tension. Uh, it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, I think eventually we get to like Smithsonian Nabisco. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I love the juxtaposition of this seemingly, you know, serious Smithsonian with uh, a snack, you know, food yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> producer. Serving uh, biscuits in the in the shape of uh, satellites. Yeah, and and so yeah, the marks and stuff where they go from um, and and Sweeney, who's the other guy, who's the uh, the guy who's doing all the number crunching for them, and so both Markson and Sweeney, um, you know, are losing their jobs and go from what seems like originally they're in Hollywood, and then uh, he ends up you know, being in, in, uh, I don't know if he's in, is he in like New Mexico and he's got some screen in the background where it's not Hollywood, but Hollywood. And it's, it's, it, they realize it, it, they thought that maybe there's an earthquake in, in LA and it's actually, uh, you know, this fake digitized, you know, backdrop, uh, <laughs> the Hollywood it's, sign. Sweeney was one of my favorite characters. Oh, he was, you know, he was so, uh, helpful right. and oh, hang on a second, man. Yep. The recording. Oh, it just, Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, we got some plumbing that they're working on here. So yeah, yeah, that was us yesterday. Huh. Um, but Sweeney was my favorite character because he was a key um, person in this story who crunched the numbers, like you said, to get them there and to get them back. Uh, and they had to have them. If, right. if they didn't have those numbers, they couldn't take off. And I, I felt that that was very realistic because that absolutely happens uh, to our uh, space travel today. They, they have to have those numbers. But right. it doesn't come from an internet cafe like Sweeney ends up in. Yeah, it's and too his, funny. And his, but it, that's not his day job. His day job is something else. Yeah, well, you could just see again the, the you talked about it being sort of a prescient yeah, depiction, although a, you know, sort of a mocking, satirical one. But uh, yeah, everybody, so many people do seem to need multiple jobs, and their their moonlighting is this, and their part time job is that, and um, uh, you could see where somebody might. Um, this could be 
not their main main. I mean, the main source of income. Um, although, although it's hard to think that you couldn't get the fund. You know, Net Netflix wouldn't fund this kind of a, uh, <laughs> you know, this kind of a, a film, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. But thirty-two years ago, a, although it's expensive. Netflix wasn't streaming wasn't around. Netflix wasn't around. Um, and I don't know. Shall we talk about? Um, no, the demo Gorgon, Gorgon, demo Gorgon. Uh, but that's in the in the devices. We'll let's say that. Because... Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. I guess. I guess. Yeah, we could. I mean, we could kind of move into the device if we want to. I mean, I think. I think the. Um, just. So this is. So this works as a little bit of a critique of, I guess, kind of capitalism and consumption right um and i i guess you know this offers a bit of humor right and some some fun there reading through i mean were there other um just before we get into some of that sci-fi stuff were there other humorous aspects that that you enjoyed oh i i let me let me think about that well, um, while you're thinking, I mean, I, I'll mention one. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of a, I, I really, I thought it was pretty funny that they, so they, they're, they're put into this, uh, long, you know, this, this sleep, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a hibernation, uh, which we'll get to in the device, I think as well, yes, but, yes. Uh, this, this hibernation. And when they wake up, I thought it was pretty funny that they woke them up with Saturday morning cartoons. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is, I, I mean, kids today, um, you know, I was explaining, you know, to my daughter how uh, she always wants to watch something, right? I mean, she's she knows how to work, operate Netflix and, and uh, she's, you know, she had her way. She would watch Netflix all day long, uh, which is a bit sad. Uh, <laughs> but, I, you, know, I, you know, it's like sad in, dad. Yeah. Back in my day. Right. I mean, there were cartoons on right in the afternoon and then Saturday morning, there were a lot of cartoons. So you'd get up and you'd, you'd have, you know, your breakfast and sit in front of the TV and watch cartoons because that was the day of the week when you could do that. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny. Here we are in the, you know, it's written in the nineties, but somewhere in the future, they're being woken up by a Saturday morning cartoon soundtrack, uh, which probably wouldn't be the thing to do now but it's kind of funny and and i i really like uh kirov's um captain commander kirov's the the russian um woman who is commands the the um commands the mary poppins uh she has bootleg tapes that she uh plays right and i want to see this movie just for the soundtrack yeah yeah the soundtrack no i i think i i was thinking about trying to put you know put together a playlist or something on spotify there should be a uh voyage to mars soundtrack so i i I tried to try to write all these down so i got um i think these are in order they they often call me speedo but my real name is mr earl by the cadillacs uh I, I wrote down Still Rolling Stone. I'm not sure what that was a reference to. Uh, there's like Wider Shade of Pale, Wake Up yes. Little Susie, 
uh-huh. are the stars out tonight by the flamingos yep uh best of the elverly everly brothers is mentioned a oh bunch my of gosh time. chuck berry's uh i don't know if this is a song title or just a lyric but hello operator and then when they when they when they're when they're finally uh, in there is it the chaischevsky the the ship that's how do we call it it's going takes them to mars yeah uh the sort of shuttle um there's only two cds that she's got and one is charles mingus um and then the other is uh william shakespeare (laughs) so i guess a couple of a couple of geniuses there um well you got you got the list uh the only thing you missed was sympathy for the devil the Rolling Stones. Maybe that's what you were oh. thinking about um, back there. Okay, but, Rolling Stone. Was but I did they see, sympathy I for can, the devil? Was that mentioned? Yes, and oh. I can I, I can totally see that as a as a spaceship uh, uh, riding song. Yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta we gotta get an LDSF um, oh, channel or something a, on. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. songs well, uh, songs from space or. There or songs to listen to while you are. Yeah, it's a galaxy road trip. Yeah, galaxy road trip. It's definitely a, a a road trip list. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Yeah, Milky Way road trips or something, or. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we've road got trip on the Milky Way. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah i i enjoyed the cast of characters i thought that was that was uh light humorous and funny um yeah even you were even their names yeah you mentioned um yeah kiroff natasha kiroff um sort of a, i mean she's a cool i mean and well she's a cool character um i i can really see uh quite a depiction of her. In fact, now that I'm saying this out loud too, I don't know why, why this came to mind, but almost reminds me of the, I don't remember her name and I, I, I haven't, I haven't really watched this a whole lot, but what's the, um, the, the Simpsons came up with that other show in space, the Simpsons creators, Futurama. Futurama is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a main character there. Who's kind of this tough woman, right. Who kind of drives everything kind of reminded me for some reason that has that kind of vibe to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, but she's quite serious, right? So she and, and, and rocket man bass are these two ex kind of retired astronauts who are meant to be on some trip to trip to Mars. And she'd done some. On, on training, this ship. On yeah. yeah. And it kind of fell through. And then they're, they're, they're such a great contrast with, I guess I guess Jeffries, who's the doctor, is somewhat serious, Ooh. but they're, they're, there's I, a real I contrast see, with the other characters. Yeah, I I see Jeffries as a, you know the dark side, kind of a a shadow character. But I, in the end, he's 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 uh, fine, okay. Um, but uh, he's he's the doctor. He's the doctor, right? Who has the yeah. HT hibernation trigger? We can talk about later. Yeah. Well, let's. Which, why don't we? Why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we get into that? Why don't we just get into? Um, we keep coming back to some of these sci-fi elements. 
and which, uh, which was kind of the the glue that held this this all together, right? I mean, um, our our little camera guy uh, named Glamour, he also was one of my favorite characters. He um, wasn't really gonna wasn't really gonna go until the producer uh, Markson uh, said, "But I have a demo Gorgon," and and Glamour said, "No." Those are illegal. You can't have one of those. And Markson <laughs> said, yeah, I got one. You want to go? And off he went. This is one of those prescient things that that uh, kind of blew me away. Uh, 32 years ago, um, I guess there was a little bit of, of uh, Photoshopping going on. Uh, but this is what's happening now with uh, with with videos, you can, you can put, uh, someone else's face and voice in a video and it looks real. And that's exactly what the Demogorgon is, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a deep, it's, it's, it's like a deep fake machine, right? It's kind of creating these. And, uh, yeah, in fact, I just saw a, a headline. I didn't really read the article, but some, there's some kind of, um, I guess debate or uh, argument happening about using Bruce Willis 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 oh, yeah. as like this kind of deep fake technology where they can. I, I, I mean, I guess I didn't read it, but I assume that there there's a question there with his estate, or maybe they want to do it. Where can they continue to use his likeness in films when he's, you know, um, and I, I've always been a huge. I guess I still am a huge Bruce Willis fan. You know, it's kind of it's so so sad, right? That what's what's happened yeah. with him that you know he can't continue to perform, and so um, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't know whether there is a state wants this to happen or not. But the idea that without that that person doesn't need to act right in order to continue to be a part of films, right? And and I'm glad you said Bruce Willis because I think it is Bruce Willis, but now you've you've made me unsure. Um, but I think he did sign off on that and say, yeah, "Yeah, you can, you, you can use my image. And, um, they did, they've already done this with, uh, princess Leia in star Wars. Right. Uh, with what was her name? Who, who was the actress? You can't remember. I tip of my tongue. Um, uh, uh, Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> no, for shame. Uh, yeah, this is so bad. I, I want to say Carrie Bradshaw. That's that's Sex in the City. Uh, oh no. no, I can't think of it. Anyway, uh, they've already done it with that with uh, Carrie Fisher. And, and I'm sh- Fisher, Carrie Fisher, and and I I think that. Um, it's going to happen more and more. And I don't know how I feel about that. If, I mean, let's face it, Hollywood's always been like a fantasy. And this is just on top of that. Right. Right. Well, I think, yeah, I, I think in a purely entertain entertaining kind of sense, right. It's, it's that. And I think this is, and I guess underneath all of this as sort of a, a uh, a satirical take on all this is there's, there's sort of that underlying question of what it, what it means to be human. Right. And, 
acting is, you know, the idea of, of people on a stage kind of performing, uh, acting out, questioning what it means to be human. And then do, do we remove, remove all the humanity out of something when we use a device like a demogorgon? Um, but if we don't know, if we don't know or can't tell the difference, is it, is it uh, taking away our humanity or, or not? I think, I think, yes, it is. But, but, uh, yeah. but if you're in the moment, you know, I want to find out what Princess Leia is going to do next. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's fun to watch that, that film. Um, yeah. It's interesting that it's a Demogorgon. I mean, this sort of, I guess in my mind, I, I keep, I keep thinking stranger things, right. Because of, the, I mean, aren't the Demogorgons those evil creatures? Oh my God! And then, but but I, I you know I guess the original definition is more of a you know this sort of creator god, right? This Greek mythological be spirit that creates things, which makes sense here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I guess I, I it, it's it has it has an e a sinister feel to it, to me, and I don't I don't know if it just certainly does. Yeah, it certainly has that sinister feeling to it. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, how how about the HT, the hibernation trigger, which is which which is kind of humor humorously made from the what the bear serum. serum? Yeah, uh, sleeping bears. Hyper, Ursula yeah. HD. Yeah, Ursula yeah. HD. Yeah, this was in my. We're kind of. Uh, so we've got this is this this is we, we've we've ta- mentioned two of my top three uh, sci-fi. Mine too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a cool concept! And, and and really, to me, I mean, I know it's not hard sci-fi, but I, I I believe it. Why why wouldn't we be able to figure out like what it is that bears do and then do the same thing, right? Um, I I haven't looked in into this or <laughs> done any research uh, of uh, space hibernation, but I know there is a big, you know, building or buildings around around the world that are you know scientists are working on this, and why not have the first application of this really uh, be to preserve our stars uh the movie stars uh, appearance you know right. put them in hibernation so they don't age and take them out when they're going to do a news conference or a movie or something like that and they look just the same yeah right yeah i mean that that, that would be a corporate sort of use out of it i mean it's kind of like resting nba players when they're playing a lesser team or something, you could just take out the, your best players, you know, put them in hibernation and take them out for the best, most important games, or maybe it's formula one. Yeah. You just take out your best <laughs> <laughs> driver, you know, what is, what is a, a major race? Yeah. 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 That's right. That's uh, right. It's yeah, crazy. I, I, I got a kick out of, uh, of course we get this, this other character, uh, they're all they're all in their you know hibernated states, and we get um, uh, Beverly Glenn, which I, I kept feeling like her name should yes. have been Fonda Fox, 
and and I don't know. I would have flipped those names. I just kept. I don't know what it was, but I kept thinking Fonda Fox. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but she's in hibernation, and it was kind of funny that she's like, you know, all of her, you know, she's growing a beard, and and uh, right, she's got this blonde beard growing. <laughs> she wouldn't come out of hibernation. I mean, they they had certain checkpoints where where Doctor Jeffries would pull them out of um, hibernation and then put them back in. Um, I don't know for health checks or I can't really remember what, but she would not come out of hibernation. It's like, she's stubborn. This was, she liked it. And yeah. And, and then she grew this, this wispy, wonderful beard. And I thought the first thing that she did when she finally did wake up was chop it off. No, she liked it. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I would like to have, um, yeah, I like, I like the characters here. I mean, I think they're all, uh, it's an interesting mix, right? So we get this, you know, Markson, who's this, this, like, as you said, this sort of, I mean, he seems a little slick, right? He's kind of a salesman and he's perfect Perfect for the part. Yeah, absolutely. And we get this, you know, this tough Russian astronaut, with with her Russian Mona Lisa smile, right as mm. uh, the the little person um, Louis Glamour Glamour or something, uh, he's doing all the filming, right? And he's red haired and red bearded, so we get this, yeah, uh, you know, little person with the the epic kind of beard. I mean, I'm thinking almost like a Lord of the Rings character or something. Ga- there, Game of Thrones, yeah, Game the, of Thrones, yeah, perfect, kind of cool cool character um jeffries i love the whole bones thing right bass keeps calling him yeah bones. don't call me that yeah yeah don't, don't call, call me bones, bones right um uh, <laughs> jeffries um and he's uh he, he was a uh, black right i think right african-american character i think so uh, right? yeah i think so and so you, we seem to get this sort of diverse group. You get greetings. And I, I was, for some reason, I couldn't remember what her backstory is, but she's a stowaway, right? Greetings, Brother Buffalo, I think is her full name. Which, uh, did she get on because she was part of the um, a press conference, I think? Right. And then she just, you know, wanted to stay because she wanted to go to Mars. Yeah, stows away there. Um, you know, Sweeney, sort of the, the, you know, I guess the, number crunching geek, um, working somewhere. It just seems it has, it has a feel of a, it's, it feels kind of like a nineties film, right. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed this book. It, yes. And I enjoyed the, the characters. Well, we didn't one character we missed, uh, Norina, Peluk, Pelukador, Pelukadar, Pelukador from Noreen, Norina Pelukadar. Yeah. What? Um, I don't even remember her. What? 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 Uh. Yeah, she doesn't exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but she just as, is as the fund funder. The fu- no, no, Gunnarly. she's the combo of. Um, oh, right. Greetings and um, Beverly Glenn. Yeah, the Demogorgon created. Uh, with with he slips in the Mona Lisa smile from. Uh, exactly, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And 
spoiler alert, wins the um, Oscar for Best Actress. Right, right. And right. everybody's happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a nice sort of epilogue there. Yeah, the denouement. Yeah, happy ending. We get a Hollywood ending there. Yes. <laughs> yes, but. Um, and I thought it was uh, kind of a cynical, cheeky uh, message. Um, and I'm, I'm not even going to use this as a spoiler alert. I'm just going to, you know, you have to read it to find out what the message, um, what the message was. But um, I don't know. Is that is that a gadget? The 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 uh, and spoiler alert too. The device they found on Mars, the the pyramid that they found on Mars, which which I don't know if in the nineties. Did we, we must have had um, uh, satellites going around Mars when they found a pyramid-like structure, even a face-like structure on Mars. But in this book, they actually do find the pyramid. Yeah, well, what did you make of that? I The device. Yeah, so yeah, we, I, I liked we, I liked the... Um, the association with uh, 2001 that made sense to me about uh, some kind of civilization um, putting a, a uh, like a, a place mark, a, uh, a checkpoint um, for humanity, like the uh, monoliths in 2001. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. I like that connection. Yeah. With 2001. Yeah. Cooper's 2001. I, I, it had me thinking about, I guess, Stargate pyramids, gateways. Um, I guess it's not exact, it's not really a gateway. It's more of a, um, a cookie crumb, right. Or some sort of little message like you were saying. Hang on uh, for a second. Let's just pause this for a second. Are you hearing that pounding? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, I don't know what they're working on there. Let's see. Let's just wait a, a, a couple minutes. See if it if it stops. Because usually, you know, I don't think it'll last very long. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> what are they working on the plumbing yeah there's there's a bunch of issues here that the um so they're they're it's just an old house you know it's a it's got that old cement piping and uh it's crumbling and oh. uh so there's just different sections they've been kind of working on it here um zach and i dug down to the zach's my friend here we dug down to the the piping down below. How, and, how far uh, down was it? Um, you know, it was like a six by our, well, it was two different places we did that. So it was like, I guess each one was like four, four to six feet down four four by four. I mean, I think structurally you can only do like four, four by four feet, two pits like that. You know, I think that's, we, that's a lot of digging. To, 
Yeah. Trying to save her some money. Yeah. I think we saved her like eight grand, uh, to Whoa. my friend's sister. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did that and then, um, you know, just, they're just kind of, you know, trying to, um, you know, uh, create some new piping right inside of that. But there's a place out by the street that's got, there's a big tree, um, kind of a root ball. Oh my God. Yeah. And so the city was out here again. I think it's, you know, she's going to have to be the one that pays and sort this, sorts this out. It's going to be a, you know, a 20 to $30,000 deal. Oh my God. They're going to have to dig up the road. Yeah. And whoever put this in way back when it's so stupid, they, they put in two 90 degree angles. So in the street where it should just, it should just be a pipe, right. That drains into the, the, the sewage. The Main pipe, the street. Yeah. yeah. They put in two 90 degree angles. So it, the sewage kind of oh. curves around like that. So it's oh. not clear where, I mean, it's been years where, uh, there's this root ball, it's not draining into the sewage and where's it all going. And so, uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it seems to go somewhere, but it's not going yeah. it, it, cause they, they put some dye in and stuff and they looked at it and it just trickles into the sewage. So wherever it's going, it's not going into the main sewage. You know, wow. it's pretty gross. We, yeah. we watched this show, uh, called, uh, zombie flippers and what uh, these yeah. what these uh, uh guys do is uh, there's a team of four of them um a real estate uh you know the uh, money person the builder designer they buy these abandoned houses in pretty good neighborhoods uh in florida and uh you know what every neighborhood has zombie houses you know that right those are the overgrown lawn and and uh houses you know with the roof curving in um and they one of the houses the drain from the 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 sink and i'm not sure from the toilets just went under the house it wasn't connected to anything Crazy. so they had to put in all new plumbing uh, all new electrics, new floors, you know, that kind of that, but that's what they do and they flip it and they make money. You know, they, right. they, they show the numbers at the end. Yesterday, uh, we had this guy come in to look at our electrics because, uh, we, we pay more for electricity than a hotel and we don't wow. know why. So hmm. the guy came in and he, looked through everything, did, you know, tested every wire and gave us some good, uh, good advice. And okay. probably the biggest thing that takes up electricity is something that we thought was helping, which really wasn't, you know, we, we put in a, a voltage regulator for the whole house, hmm. but that's like turning your, um, your washing machine on for 24 hours. It takes up that much electricity. Wow. And he said, really, in this area, you don't need it. And I, I said, well, geez, I wish the guy who sold us that would have told us that, but you know, so. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You think you get enough sun there too. I mean, you could get, um, some kind of solar power going. Yeah. I, I would love to do that, but it's a little tricky because, um, the uh, CFE, which is the uh, power company, wants to take it and then 
reimburse you. So you, you know, you don't get to keep it, which is, you know, then they, you know, once they control it, uh, people have had problems with that. So mm. I, I want to wait until everything's regulated out. I don't know if I can afford it even, even then, but yes, you're right. It's a perfect place for, for solar panels. And I so much like that. Yeah. Idea. Hmm. Did they stop? I think so. I don't, I don't, let me just have a glance here. Yeah, I think they were just taking out. It's kind of below the deck here. I think they were taking out some boards to get in there. Yeah, we were digging under the. Yeah, that was the hard part. Like, um, you know, the, the, the digging was under the house or under the deck, so you're kind oh. of standing, kind of on your hands and knees until you yeah. get down. I mean, I'm six feet three, right? So four foot hole. You know, I'm, I'm like, there's a little gap there with the deck. Kind of, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, wasn't wasn't easy. That yeah, the guys were just like couldn't believe that we did that. Yeah, it was just. And then the other part was like under the house, and there was an opening. You know, like um, you know, kind oh, of. Oh, I hate uh, that. Yeah, and oh, so no. we just used no uh, little tubs, right? Kind of like you'd see in a science classroom, and we just handed those outside the just filled them up and handed it, and then dumped it. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you I, know, whatever hundreds of times until it was done. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I, when I was a kid, my, my parents, we had a, a cottage up, up Northern Michigan and we built it. And then, uh, in the winter we wanted to insulate it, I guess. And so my parents, um, put me underneath the house and would, uh, pass me rolls of, uh, fiberglass, uh, insulation that I'd have to put up there. And I, yeah. Bugs, spiders, dirt. Uh, I, yeah, I, yeah, not my my thing anymore. No, and, no. And and epiphany. That's maybe why I'm just a little bit claustrophobic in in tunnels. You know, I I don't like driving through tunnels. And huh. my whole family knows this, and they tease the living shit out of me when I'm driving <laughs> through tunnels. Hey, Dad, how are you feeling now? <laughs> you know that's that kind funny. of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, all goes yeah. back to that insulation, insulation when you were a kid. <sighs> all right, let's get back to it. That right, was so a commercial we were, break, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> we were, uh, where were we talking we're, about? Uh, talking a little bit about the gadgets, devices. Yeah, the pyramid sort of at the, so we get to the, yeah, this, you know, we arrive on Mars and the... Uh, bones, don't call me bones, right? Jeffries uh, wanders over this hill and ends up in uh, discovering this pyramid-like structure. I mean, that was kind of cool. I, I think the way it was described where it seemed to sort of appear closer with every step, like it seemed to jump so many, you know, tens of feet. I thought that was kind of cool. It reminded me, and I was—I meant to look this up, but I, I didn't do it. Like, you remember when um, Arya in Game of Thrones is almost, you know, in that place with the, the man with the many faces, and um, oh no, 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 that's not it. Sorry, I'm thinking of um, where Daenerys is wandering around the tower before she enters. Right. Yeah. Right. It kind of reminded me of that, and eventually, this this so Jeffries takes off his glove. 
you know, from his suit. And then he kind of, once he, once his, his skin his you know, human skin, it, it reaches in and all of a sudden he's inside the pyramid. And like Denarius he, he, with, uh, with the tower. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, uh, once inside he sees, he eventually sees this sort of, uh, hologram of a, uh, a black man with dreadlocks. It seems to be something from like centuries earlier. Is that, is that, was that your understanding? Oh, it had to be. Yeah. Centuries yeah. earlier. And so they'd left, we assume some alien life had left, um, this hologram. Well, it's sort of gesturing and things, right. As if it's trying to communicate, mm-hmm. um, to leave some sort of message there for whoever might discover it. Yeah. I, I, I so like those kind kinds of mysteries, space mysteries. Yeah. I, what, what did you make of that? I think that was kind of my question before the interruption here. <laughs> what, what, um, what do you, what do you, well, I'm not sure. The, yeah. What is it? Okay. So one of the sub genres here has to be first contact then because that was another, uh, not, not an earthly, um, being, uh, it had to be, had to be, uh, from some other place, uh, leaving some kind of a message and, and it's up to us to discern what that message is, which is also a little bit like, uh, I don't know if you've seen or read first contact by Carl Sagan. I've never read it, but I've seen the, uh, seen the movie seen the movie contact yeah, yeah where where they get this signal and they and and they pull the signal apart and then they pull it apart again and then they get they they get this uh uh well the first the first message was um a hitler rally which you know blew me away when i first read this i i thought what and and then that really wasn't the the message because in the in the pictures was another message and that was that was the schematics for this device right and and i think that's kind of how i felt about about this pyramid on on mars you know there's something there you got to figure it out and that'll lead you to the next thing yeah it's left um mysterious. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't have a way, I, I, I don't, I guess I, maybe I should have spent more time thinking about it, but I don't know symbolically or allegorically, or I don't, I guess I don't know what, I don't quite understand what, uh, author Bison's, Bis, Bison's, <laughs> uh, message is there. Really? Cause I thought he explained it pretty well in the end. The well, last uh, few I, pages. What, yeah, remind me what it, what it, what was it? Spoiler alert! Um, so the, they they had been working on deciphering what this was all about, and they they got a message out of it, and they figured out that it the aliens who dropped off this is the, their theory who dropped off uh, the DNA that 
that makes us on earth and left it there for, you know, thousands and, you know, thousands of years, maybe millions, I don't know. And then left this, this, uh, this signal, um, uh, pyramid on Mars, meaning that if you evolve to the point where you can get to Mars, then you can read this message. And so I'm, I, as a reader, I'm all into this. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this message is going to be fantastic. And the message was, hey, good luck. They, they figured out where the message came from. And, and um, I think one of the characters said, well, that's impossible because it takes so long from the message to get back and forth. How would they know? And then uh, the, I, I can't remember the character who said, yeah, but they figured out how to do it, you know, like uh, triple the speed of light. They, you know, they, they know what they're doing. So they know that we are capable of space travel. Now, I don't know how that fits in with, um, what is it? Just meat? They're just meat? <laughs> yeah, they're is made there, of meat. They're made of meat? Yeah, is there a little satellite going around our solar, solar system saying stay away from here? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know what I'm what I was missing there. Maybe it was my COVID brain. Yeah, I finished this. Well, the ending the ending was mixed in with the the uh, Academy Awards, getting the Oscars. It was pretty exciting. Plus the the whole sadness. I don't you know. I I'm I'm doing so many spoilers here. The sadness about uh, Bass and and what happened to him. Um. And then and then this message came all at the same time, which I thought was pretty cool. You're reading, trying to catch up now, aren't you? Yeah, no, no, I'm just rereading that part. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I see, I, I see, um, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I got to reread the ending or something. Yeah, that was all kind of vague to me. Um, yeah, well, we got spoilers here in Life, Death, Sci-Fi. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about that. Um, uh, yeah, kind of cool there. Um, what, uh, I don't know. Any other gadgets? Yeah. I'm yeah. just kind of looking at those gadgets. Um, I, I have a couple. Oh, the, I, oh, go for it. What, what was your other, what was your third? Uh, so we, we, so we, we had this two of the same top three there, right? So we got yeah, the Demogorgon yeah. handheld digital image synthesizer, um, and the Ursula HT, this hibernation trigger, right? The, yep. What yep. was your, what was your, your, th your other top, your, your third? Well, I, I, I kind of have, have to, I kind of have two more. I, I, I love the Mary Poppins, a mile long, uh, nuclear powered spaceship that, uh, that, uh, was decked out like, uh, like an ocean liner, I guess, you know, with libraries hmm. and, you know, wonderful, you know, uh, spacious insides. 
Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I've, I've read other science fiction about spaceships similar, like, and I like that. Um, what did you think of I, the, the, the name Mary Poppins? Yeah, it fit. All of the names are kind of, you know, were fun. So it's sort fun. of it's part of the whole fun um, part of the, the read. Yeah, sort of a mer- uh, magical. Mary Poppins, yeah. Yeah, something magical, something that, uh, you know, it's very recognizable. It's a, uh, f- you know, fun for kids. <laughs> a bit nostalgic, maybe. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, Nostal- in Holly- yeah. Hollywood, you know, it's a Hollywood reference. Yeah, yeah. A little, a little Disneyland kind of like uh, idea. Yeah. But my other one, which is which is a little more cynical, was um, <laughs> the Trump Sky Palace, oh, which I was know. part of the yeah. Trump Sky Palace disaster, which is even more prescient. I mean, you know, the Trump Sky Palace was was in, was interesting, and then they said disaster, and I thought, how does this guy know this? Um, I. In one of my trips to New York, I, I had to do it. And this was way before Trump was president. I just was so curious. I, I went into the lobby of Trump Tower and just, you know, looked around. And there were, of course, glass cabinets full of uh, Trump mobilia, you know, red ties and all that shit for sale, for sale. And oh, wow. I thought, oh, you know, how creepy. Um, and I, you know, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to, even though it was abandoned, um, I'd like to peek in and, and see that, that place. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. So was, was one of those be your top three? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I, my mine would be I. So I guess we mentioned the career spacing, right? Where they strategically space out the public appearances, but that's really connected to the Ursula H. T. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Oh, you mentioned Trump. There was also the Trump Hearst Freeway on the T and H, right? The special freeway for the executive class. Yes. Yes. You're right. Um, there was. Isn't that um, the one? In the beginning, where uh, glamour was uh, barreling down the road, yeah, um, the, there's some sort of I can't remember where this was in the novel though. Green translucent light had me thinking about oh that he glamour was receiving that for his work, so some kind of payment form, right? This green translucent light. Um, the green light always makes me think of Gatsby, but I don't think there was much there. Uh, there was, there was, a uh, all these, you know, kind of little, little spoofs of, of capitalism. There was a, the hang up bypass. So you could, you could, uh, stop somebody from hanging up if you, uh, you know, had the right, you know, the right, oh, yes, the right if you're rich enough. Yeah. I yeah. remember that. Um, and I, I, you know, a little fun one here, like the 3d Scrabble, I think that would be cool. That kind of reminded me of when they're, uh, what are they on the Millennium Falcon and they're playing that little, those, those 3d games. Um, and then, um, this one's close for me, but there was the, the gill like life enhancer slots on the 
Chilkovsky. How do you, I don't know how you say that, the, the, you know, the shuttle ship. Uh-huh. I, I, I thought that was kind of a cool, um, kind of a cool image, mental image for me of this ship that almost had fish like gills on it, kind of pumping airs, they're pumping air on the outside of the creating air. I thought that was kind of a cool image, but I'd say my, my top three, it has to be, um, the Dick Tracy's. So they keep mentioning, right. These watches throughout, like they, they you know, call it the Dick Tracy. Of course. Um, I forgot all about the Dick Tracy. Yeah, it's like a, such a cool, you know, that was kind of some of the fun stuff where it's like, there's, there, you know, it's that, uh, I, I saw that time, time magazine talked about, I got a link to that in our show notes of a, they have the time magazine has this article about Dick Tracy as one of the best sci-fi sort of memes or tech memes. Cause it just comes up throughout the ages and, um, uh, it's a bit dated. Like, I don't know if people would know, um, you know, the idea of a Dick Tracy, um, uh, kind of watch, but you know, it's really this early idea of a smartwatch or something, right. That it gets, you know, these radio totally. transmit prescient. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of cool, right. That they got these, uh, yeah. Dick Tracy's. <laughs> that I'll, they're using I'll date myself by, by saying I, that, you know, I remember, uh, the, uh, ads for the Dick Tracy watches on the back of the cereal boxes. Oh, cool. Well, that, that, this, this article I'm thinking about, um, has, uh, images of all those different ads and things. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, kind of a fun, good fun ones. Read. Good ones. Yeah. Good gadgets well, it, in this one. Yeah. The, well, should we talk about the writing a little bit? Maybe, maybe I'll just read, um, I kind of want to read one passage. Oh, I can uh, I, wait, wait, wait. I know which passage you want to read but yours comes after mine. And I think the combo of these would be really powerful. All right, go for it. All right. We have SSE ignition, SSE ignition. We have SRB ignition, SRB ignition. We have liftoff. We have liftoff. Kirov closed her eyes for a long, delicious moment and let the sound wash over her. It was like a long thunder, like a waterfall of fire, like the booming of a glacier, like a hundred Colorados, like mountains that had, like mountains that had learned to sing and learned to fly and flew straight up like a rocket taking off. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember that. That's a great passage. That gets us there, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. It's got, I, 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 I could have had, I could have, I could have done with more of that. Right. I mean, there's these little moments here or there and maybe there's a nice balance, but I, 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 there's some really beautiful writing here in moments. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's all good, but it's, you know, a lot of it's, um, you know, dialogue and just story. And, um, I could have done with even more description here and there. All right, so that's and so here is um, when they um, arrive, right? And this is the next day after arriving on on Mars. So you've got lift off there, and here's um, the arrival. I don't know what is it? The, the recognition of arrival, right, or something, yeah. or, or the realization. Um, there's something about waking up on a new planet. The first sighting, the long approach from space, the fiery descent, 
through the atmosphere, the historic first footstep, all are, all are so melodramatic, so shaped and colored by the entire history of discovery and exploration, so written about and celebrated as to lack both subtlety and surprise. But waking up, that's something else. The new light taps at the eyelids, a new gravity pulls at the blood. When the night's dreams fly away in the daylight, where do they go on a world undreamed in before? Where there are no drifts of old dreams filling the gutters like dry leaves. A new world and the consciousness which the ancients used to think was newly created every day, almost seems truly to be so here on Mars, as the realization steals over you that you are no longer on the world whose turning awakened your fathers and their fathers for a half million years, but on another. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 Really, really cool. A little kind of a Bradbury esque feel, I think. There. A little bit. I thought that yeah. too. The, yeah, the dreams falling like leaves. Yeah. Um, There's always something beautiful, I think, about bringing in or this sort of intertwining of, of space, technology, and then nature, right? Kind of bringing all those elements, yeah. using nature as a way to describe technology oh. or space. Space yeah. traveler feelings, all the, all that, yeah. Otherworldly, yes, yes. Yeah, we've got we've got to use our world to describe the un, uh, the uh, otherworldly, right? So far, yeah. Someday, yeah. someday, maybe Elon will uh, will have to uh, tell us about that. I hope not. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. He's not too busy. He'll tweeting tweet about and, yeah, tweet about it. Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I, I think it was kind of, there's a couple other quick little quote things there. I, I liked the, um, what is this part of the world building? Not, not a whole lot of world building there, but I like that the sand came in three colors, red, dark red and light red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always, I always think, I think I mentioned this in a different pod, but the, um, spaceman spiff kind of, vibes to it all right that mm-hmm. spiff. Mm-hmm. this picture that way and I, I like that the, the idea that snow there's snow on mars right and it fell up not down i like that too yeah and, uh, one thing you learn in space it's like it's always winter right there's a, a, a coldness uh, a, what is it a, a lifelessness right it's like it is winter in the universe that it always was and always will be winter winter interesting yeah i don't i don't know if i totally agree with that because you can flip over and it's always you know it's always hell it's always summer it's always the you know the equator the the equator hot that will just you know crisp you up yeah Hmm. but yeah I, I right. liked I, I like one more one more world building thing about Mars, and and I think this was this was well done, but a little a little bit fanciful where they had the the clay where he had the clay fuel oxidant that uh, when 
at least Bass burned this, you know, at the, at the end of the book, it, it gave him a little bit of oxygen. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I, that was totally believable, uh, to me. Um, but it did remind me a little bit of the movie Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Do you remember that, that one? There, there were puddles that, that gave the, the, uh, oxygen, um, some, some kind of, uh, you know, puddle kind of thing that That's reminded a movie? me a little bit of this. Oh yeah. It's pretty well, good. I've never too. heard of it. No Robinson way. Crusoe on Mars. No, no, never heard of it. Yeah, look it up. It's huh. it's actually well worth, uh, you know, it's a it's a fun watch. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. So what uh, what did you think about that the the fuel, the oxidation that turned into clay and then it could be burned? You remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think a whole lot of it. I thought it was interesting. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I guess I'm trying to think if they really, cause there's sort of a, I think they use the word faux, right? There's sort of this faux version of what this fuel that was left there. It was sort of this. Hang on, hang on for a minute. Um, got, I just got an error. Problem saving local backup of audio. Okay. It says free up space to continue. What? Oh, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm just listening.
Yeah. Well, I'll be the noisy one. So, um, where where are we going to hold this uh, shindig uh, cocktail hour uh, today? Uh, I I'm I'm voting for the the uh, space station section of the Trump. Um, what is it? The Trump Sky Palace that is that is now empty. It's dark. The walls are slimy, and the air is dank. Uh, but uh, we could set up in a corner. You have a better place? Well, I I mean, I was going to ask you about when you're in the Stalin lounge aboard the. Oh, Mary yeah, that's better because it's all set up. And and there yeah. there are a couple uh, already, a, uh, at least three people there uh, who won a contest with Seventeen Magazine and. Uh, would probably rather be on Earth at, at the beach, but you know what the heck? They won this contest, and now uh, they're kind of s- stuck there. They they're getting bored with uh, the Earth views, I guess. Hmm. Too bad for them. Well, e- either that, or maybe you're um, approaching Mars and you're sipping on your Johnny Walker Red or Black, as uh, Beverly Glenn with her in her yellow suit. And a yellow beard is floating above you asleep, <laughs> snoring. Uh, <laughs> that, that could be your view. I guess you're never alone then. Yeah. What uh, Yeah. What I, might you be chat, chatting about? I just finished um, Stephen King's uh, um, book called Fairy Tale. I don't know. I think okay. it's, I think it's I heard of it, yeah. like 500 plus pages. But if you're reading it on a Kindle, it's, it's really, you know. It's hard to tell. Uh, the new the new book. Um, oh, I don't have it with me. Um, which which is our next book? Uh, Red Mars. Yes, by Red Kim, Mars. Kim I, st- I actually started it last night, and it also is like five hundred and fifty pages or something like that. It's a oh, long wow. book. Um, but uh, the first ten pages, I'm happy with. So I, Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, Stephen King's, uh, fairy tale was horrific, but it also blended in a lot of cool stuff with fairy tales and, 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 oh, just the way he writes is, you know, when you read a writer that is just superb, it wants you, you. It makes you want to read more, and hmm. that's why I read Stephen King. But I avoid the, the his his super horror like it. I you know I can't I can't do it. I already a, I'm already so fairy tale. Go, go ahead. Yeah, it's fairy tale like one long fairy tale, or is it a? Oh no, 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 no. It's really cool. It uh uh it blends in the present and and fantasy and uh uh and then snippets of little fairy tales. I, it's it's superb. It really is superb. And his descriptions are amazing. Uh just amazing. And you and you, oh, cool. you know, love the characters. Can you hear that? 
Uh, a little bit. <clears throat> it's not too bad. Let me shut the windows. Okay. It's pretty, it's pretty, you can barely hear it. We have the coolest gardeners in the universe, I think. Yeah. Abraham and Chevo. Okay. So, yeah, I, I totally recommend uh, Fairy Tale because it's, I guess it's, it's uh, Stephen King light horror. All right. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. <clears throat> I haven't read, I mean, I read some Stephen King, but... Considering how prolific he is, I think I haven't read much. It's been a while. How can he do that? Uh, how can he write book after book and be so amazing? Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, it really is. I, I think he's otherworldly, really. He might be from Mars. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. He certainly, he certainly, he, he says writing is uh, telepathy, so maybe he's... Uh, a telepath, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, his um, his book on writing, you know, about the craft of writing. It's oh, a bit autobiographical. Okay. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's got a whole, uh, uh, well, one brief chapter in the second. The second half of the book is the first half's like autobiographical, and the second's about the craft. And he's, you know, he says, "What is writing?" And then in the first sentence, it's like telepathy. Um, and he goes on to explain, and then he goes on to give an example of like, uh, you know, creating something that the reader can picture in their mind. It's like, okay, you know, imagine a rabbit in a cage and on the back of that rabbit, there's a number, I think he says number eight, uh-huh. you know, and he's like, your cage might be different than my cage, but you can still picture a rabbit in a cage with a number eight on its back. And, it, and you might be reading this, you know, uh, years since I wrote it. And so, um, you know, what else is it but a sort of telepathy, right? Oh, amazing. Because in his book, Fairy Tale, there is a, a main character, which is a, a dog, a German shepherd. And uh, they get in trouble in the, in the fairy tale land, in the fantasy land. And uh, a cricket, uh, a large size cricket, uh, uses telepathy to communicate but you have hmm. to clear your mind in order to communicate with the cricket of course many people can't do that because our minds are so clouded and so you know full of our own stuff but the dog could and so the cricket oh, okay. could tell the dog to go here or do this and and so they would follow the dog and you know it helped them escape actually so yeah, that's amazing. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. That's that is very interesting. Cool idea. Well, I think I would be chatting about Andor. You been uh, watching Andor? Yeah, I'm caught. I I'm all caught up with season one. I I think it for me, it Andor yeah. started out 
kind of like I watched the first two episodes and thought, okay, I'm going to drop this. Kind of like oh. I did with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. I haven't, oh, I haven't oh. gone back, but I kept on with Andor, and I, I, uh, I appreciate it. What about you? Yeah. Oh well, I've, I've been really enjoying it. I think. Um, I, I mean, it's just it's. I think I'm partly enjoying it because I don't. It's just a story that I wasn't familiar with or didn't know anything about. I don't. I still don't know where it came from or if it's a part of the greater universe and all that. Um, I, I actually thought this is this is funny. I, I when I when I when it, when it was be, before I watched it, I thought I confused Andor with Endor. Yes, me too. I bet lots yeah, of people so, did. So I thought it was going to be a show about. Uh, uh, you know, kind of like based on, you know, the return of the Jedi, you know, kind of the planet there with the Ewoks and everything else. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and so I was a little confused. <laughs> and only, you know, at some point realized that Andor is the the protagonist. <laughs> um, but I, 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 you know, I think it was, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, um, I, I just like being in that world. And then I, I feel like, I mean, to me, and there's a spoiler here. So if you haven't seen, what is it? Episode six, maybe skip ahead 30 seconds. But I, I just, I just loved that final scene with all the, you know, this, this like, um, kind of like Northern lights, you know, extreme oh, Northern wow, lights yeah. with all the, the lights through the sky and there's tie fighters and there's an escape and they're chasing them. I just thought that was such a cool scene yeah, and, and I can, and I could watch for hours just to get to that scene. So cool. And the navigator who was going to get him out of, you know, out of the eye of this, this, uh, um, celestial storm is dying and he's just, you know, he's calculating with his handheld, you know, non, um, empire device. And, and he, he gets him out and the TIE fighters, you know, they of course can't cause they, they don't have that device. It, it was, right. it was, uh, super cool. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Um, so I'm enjoying that. I think it's, uh, it's good. Something different. I, I, I didn't, I didn't care for Obi-Wan much either. So I'm with you on that one. Um, I don't know what I, what it I, was. Well, I think, I think part of it, and this is where maybe Andor is a little different. I mean, you know, the protagonist is going to survive, right? But uh, not everyone else. And I think with Obi-Wan, I mean, we know Princess Leia is going to be fine. So I'm not, I'm not worried about her. Okay. Right. I know, I know Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be fine. So I'm not worried about him. And so then what am I, where, where does the tension really come in? Right. And yeah. there's not enough, it's kind of built around tension, but it's not, I can't really worry for anybody. And so then if I'm not enjoying sort of the dialogue or, or, yeah, I just, I guess, what am I, what am I meant to, what, where's the entertainment, right? Um, and for Obi-Wan, I think the, the only thing that even kept me there is, is I like that universe. I, you know, I, I'd like to walk around in it. Um, right. But that you're, you nailed it. The, without tension, without suspense, I, yeah. I don't know what kind of story you can make. Yeah, I mean, not one that's um, exciting, <laughs> right? Uh, so if it's not, like I said, if it's not humorous, then or I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what 
it just seems confused. Plus we also get, it's kind of like the Mandalorian again, where we get a, uh, sort of a reluctant, um, hero that is meant to save, uh, a child. And, um, I don't know, just too many echoes there. It's like they, you know, it kind of worked with Mandalorian. They kind of repeated the script a little bit there. That's um, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. I like spending time in that world though. It's definitely fun. Um, and, uh, I guess that's the benefit of Disney owning it. Right. We get more quicker, <laughs> a big company like that. Yes, we we uh, have that channel, Disney Plus. Uh, and, yeah. of course, like we, sh- we share it with our granddaughter in, in China, and she's all Elsa'd up now, much to the chagrin of my uh, wife, her grandmother, who, who would like her to be um, more balanced in that way, but she doesn't dare talk to her parents about that. She just, she just uh, rants at me. <laughs> well, I, as somebody who's, I mean, my, my daughter was obsessed with Elsa, still loves her, but for years and, uh, you know, they kind of move on at some point a little bit and then you're just, then you miss it. <laughs> you kind of miss that stage or what? that excitement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's gone. I mean, it's been, um, it's Elsa, uh, I mean, all, all these Legos. And, did did and, she uh, have the Elsa, um, clip on ponytail thing or braid no but she had a she had like an elsa dress she got from someone and um uh, yeah had the dolls a number of different versions of the dolls and and we tried to sell her on anna and how great anna was and it was just i mean elsa's magical right so it's hard to compete with that um but the stories uh, i mean i've read, heard different critiques of it and it obviously doesn't follow the typical sort of hero's journey, like a lot of stories, but I think it's a nice, there's some, there's some interesting things there and it's nice. You know, the sisters friendship and love for each other is really nice. Right. Um, okay. But she, she was into Moana then for a little while and, 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 uh, you know, she's in the, yeah, like at yeah. this point in Canto. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's just from one thing to the next. You know what you should have them check out if they haven't is uh, Bluey. Oh, Bluey. Yeah, Bluey's on Disney Plus, Australian show. They're short little episodes, but they're 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 fun for parents um, and kids love them. There's such great imagination there, and it's all really yeah uh, warm and kind of uplifting and deals with some issues that are a little more serious and some things that even the parents get that the kids don't get when they watch it um okay it's a lot of relatable things for parent parenting but yeah charlie is obsessed with blue i mean i mean just just when when the like, season 3 which is the final season just came out they're only doing 3 uh-huh um it it uh and actually the the voice of bluey is the creator's daughter okay um, and it's, it's, uh, anyway, when, when season three came out, there's like 52 episodes, but they're five to seven minutes long, like that kind of like, Perfect. um, put it on in, in a room, you know, I could just hear it in, in there in a room, the door shut. I just hear like, just, just her, she's cracking up laughing. Uh, so it's, it's really, uh, full of, it's really joyful. That's what we need in this world. More joy, more laughter and, and. There is something so special about uh, 
children's laughter and even more when it comes from your own kids. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Bluey, highly recommend it. Disney Plus, yeah. <laughs> Not sci-fi, but uh, good fun. Where, where is, uh, where have we gone from life, death, sci-fi to Disney, Disney Plus and, and Bluey? I, I guess think that's it's the great. life part, the life. Yeah. Um, I guess there's always some, some time travel through memories there. I don't know. Uh, that's time travel, right? Remembering. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Well, up next, I think we, we mentioned it. Uh, we are reading Red Mars by Kim Stanley Robinson, published just a few years later in 1993. Yes. And uh, if you have been following us on Life, Death, Sci-Fi, we reviewed one of his earlier books. That's right. Ministry of the Future. Yeah. (laughs) That's our telephone. Oh, okay. So now we have lawnmower and telephone. feel like I'm in... uh... I don't know. Back street of Shanghai there. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a Chinese phone and there are only so many ringtones. <laughs> this is the huh. best one. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um It's got a little like robotic there you go. tone to it. Yeah. So the ministry of the Future, right? Ministry of the Future? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's the one we read before, yeah. Ministry of the Future is a pretty powerful book about uh, climate change. And, oh my gosh, we're we're seeing uh, some of the things that he talked about in the book already. And one of the latest ones is, uh, in my mind, uh, what they found out about the snow crab population up in the Bering Straits in Alaska. Oh, yeah. They say warmest waters in, yeah, ever. And that's what's uh, decimated the population. So climate change. Yeah, that's really, a. we should be alarmed by all this stuff. And there's so many signs, right, that we're... Look out the window. I don't know, either ignoring or... Yeah, I hope they, they've gone to deeper water or something and that's it, but it's just so striking that they disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say something about eco terrorism because that there did you see that they those those um that group, I can't remember the name of that through through um was it like pasta sauce on Van Gogh, one of Van Gogh's paintings? I did see that. Yeah. Brave and then brave made a people speech about the environment. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And that w- that's absolutely the way to get attention. Throw a can of uh, tomato soup on a Van Gogh painting. Thank, thank, and, I, and I think they knew that it was, you know, there was glass in front of it. They weren't really destroying the, the painting. What they were doing is drawing attention to their uh, topic, to, to what oh, they wanted to say. I didn't know there was glass in front of it. I thought they actually threw it on the painting itself. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, they certainly got, yeah, it seemed to go viral. I guess we're talking about it. Um, That's what you need. We need. Yeah, we've been experiencing, you know, all that smoke, right, in the Pacific Northwest here, which just seems to be um, 
uh, just normal, right? It's an annual thing, right? Smoke fire, you know, fire from, uh, smoke from fires blowing in. The, the uh, thing is, you, you just said annual, but I kind of been noticing that that season has been expanding. So, you know, it's not, it's not like a seasonal thing. It's the, the seasonal thing has gone into other seasons and it's just yeah. like crazy. And the Mississippi river, uh, with the drought right, is, drying is, up. is drying up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ministry of the Future. That's a great read. That's, I think everybody should have to read that. Uh, the way the, I would put that, I would put that on a must-read list. Yeah, the first, the first chapter is is really tough, really tough. Yeah, but, yeah, pretty harrowing. But it stays with you. I I believe something like that will will come to pass. You know, some some kind of group, international group that will be working on that. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we should do, I don't know, we got we got to figure out our uh next sort of theme here if we like doing that. Um I think doing something with uh texts that deal with the environment, I guess would be interesting. I don't know. I don't know what else. I, what else I like that. I, I you know, my one of my uh favorite uh, uh genres is is time travel. But that doesn't yeah. mean that, you know, there are environmental um, stories that include time travel, that blend those things together. Um, I, right. I kind of like that idea of our next uh, theme being uh, an environmental one. Let's we can do a little, yeah, we can do a little research into it and just kind of see how many or what works are out there. I mean, not there's not many that come to mind for me, but... Uh, that doesn't mean that they're not out there. I mean, time, time travel would be an option too. I think, I think the, the, the question there, maybe the, uh, concern is if there's too much, many of these might be post-apocalyptic stories. And while I love that, uh, in many ways, I, it's, do we want to spend, I mean, I guess we're, we're sort of emerging from the pandemic kind of, yeah. not really, maybe, We'll or, see or about just getting this used winter. to it. I yeah. It's, do we want to stay in a in a post apocalyptic kind of? We want to, do we want to end up with a theme like that when it comes to the environment? Hmm. And and, and sci fi, right? If it's sci fi, I think a lot of the sci fi. I'm just I'm just kind of speculating here, but I just feel like a lot of it's going to deal with um, what happens apocalyptic, post apocalyptic, surviving, yeah, survival stuff. Know. Yeah, the the uh, what is it? Five foot, six foot, ten foot, um, sea uh, level yeah. increase. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. yeah, we I I'd be willing to uh, do some investigation in that. We I mean, if there's enough, we could you know um, put a few uh, post apocalyptic. Um, themes in there and then some as it's happening you know i i don't know we'll have to see what's out there but it's that right that sounds fun that sounds fun or time travel or time travel you, you know but having time travel as as the only thing i mean it's it's kind of nice 
but it's, well, it's it won't be. Yeah, that would just be the it's, thing that kind of unites or connects them all. Yeah, it's a little bit like first contact. Um, they. Yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends on what that it's all about. But okay, well, yeah. are we good? I think so. Yeah, Red Mars. Red Excited Mars. about it. I think I'll, I might start that today as well. The his his beginning was uh, the it's it's kind of like a prologue. I I can't really tell what was happening there, but it was kind of like setting the scene, and and it was uh, he kind of waxed prolific, and and it was it was nice. It was well written. And coming from All Stephen right. King into into science fiction like that, I was I was like, whoa, is this gonna you know how is this gonna fit for me? But it, I I was good. It was good. All right, yeah. I mean, Kim Kim Stanley Robinson just seems like a he's obviously a great writer. Um, heard him interviewed a, a number of times too, and um, those are always great great interviews. Um, you know, talking about his own writing process and. Uh, it's a pretty interesting guy. I I would guess he'd have to be. Yeah, yeah we can link to some of those in the show notes here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, hey, I guess um, next week. I told you, I'm going to be sitting in front of. I don't know how how much horsepower, all at once, blasting down the track. I am so excited. My sister sent me a picture of a hat that um, from a team she she supports. Yeah, you know, like a baseball cap, and it was only yeah, yeah. it was only a hundred bucks <laughs> for the hat. For the hat. Huh. Wow! <laughs> so I think yeah. we're going to be looking a lot at, at, at a lot of this merch and just saying, "Wow, that's pretty nice," but. Yeah, Can't afford that. I'm kidding. Hundred bucks for a hat. Yeah, for a ball uh, hat. A ball cap. A cap. Formula One. Yeah. Well, I have to think about the best. I'm, I'm as me thinking about uh, what's this Star Wars race. Young, uh, young, was it young Anakin? Anakin. Oh, I love those those races. And and the sound of the engines. Actually, weren't they just riding on top of the engines? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, that was cool. All right. Well, okay. I guess uh, a uh, traditional spacer's farewell here. Let's let's always let's always uh, uh, use that. Well, good luck, and uh, see you at the spaceman's ball. At another spaceman's ball, yes. Yeah. <laughs> On to the next. All right. Okay. Adios. Take care. See ya. Bye. <laughs>